Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another Star Wars podcast, Obi-Wan Kenobi Official Breakdown Parts 1 and 2. How are you today, Matt? I'm in England now. As some of you know, uh, I'm jet lagged. So I'm five hours ahead of Melissa. It's like two o'clock your time. And it's like uh, uh, 11 a.m. in L.A. So... (laughs) Uh, and it's seven o'clock in England right now, so yeah, I'm all out of whack, but I'm doing my best. Yeah, you look you look pretty good. I look good, but I'm not feeling great. <laughs> Just tired. <laughs> I get it. I get it. That that jet lag really comes for you. I was in uh, when I went to France, and you know how everybody's like sleep on the plane as much as you can. Yeah. I was stupid, and I maybe only slept like four hours at best. And then when you land. They're like, stay awake for that entire first day so you can yeah. force your body on the time schedule. So I was like dragging myself across like France. I was like, I cannot do this. There's no way I can. So it's yeah. a pain. That's the tough thing is last time we were here, we landed at 6 a.m. So we had to power through the whole first day, which is like super rough. And I've been up all day. So I'll probably go to bed in like the next two hours. It's it's really tough. That jet lag is no joke. But I was able to sleep on the plane a bit. I was able to sleep for most of the flight after Star Wars celebrations. I think I was just so exhausted. <laughs> it's a lot, isn't it, dude? It's so much. Yeah, it's a lot. It's definitely better than last time, though. I traveled internationally, so good. We're powering through, you know, doing good. my best. So wow, so we get to talk about the first two episodes of Kenobi. So our our structure for the show is one Star Wars news. Two, we'll do episode summaries. Uh, We'll talk about what we liked and what we didn't like about these episodes. Uh, We'll get into fan thoughts, our theories, and then the final verdict. So that will be the structure for the overall episode. Very exciting. But first things first, let's talk a little bit about some celebration news that dropped since you and I last spoke. It's been chaos this weekend. And I'll actually, I'll start with yesterday. So I went to go see uh, Top Gun Maverick, which I'm going to tangent here for two seconds. It's amazing. Go see Top Gun Maverick. It is maybe one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. It was so good. I cannot sing its praises high enough. And I did not expect it. Like, I just kind of expected it to be like a cheesy sequel flick. But when I went to go see the movie, all of these, like, Star Wars news were dropping. (laughs) And I had people yeah. texting me. I'm like, on my phone, I'm like, no, but this movie's so good. So I got out and we just had like a bombardment of Star Wars news. But I do have to say, you guys need to go see Top Gun Maverick because it is the movie of the summer. It is so good. And that's, yeah, that's my tangent. I've heard. I mean, I've heard it's awesome. It's just surprising because it seems like it'd be really cheesy. But yeah, I've heard nothing but awesome things about it. But it's, that's, just... uh, it's good to know. It's supposedly one of the best movies of the year. So let's go check it out. It's it might be one of my favorite movies I've seen in recent times. It just hit all the right notes. It was and again, this is not the Top Gun Maverick show, but it it is a great great film and I highly recommend it. I think anybody can enjoy this without having seen the first one. It's just a wild ride. But I'm looking forward to seeing it. I've heard awesome things, so it's good to hear that from you too. This has been your public service announcement. Go see (laughs) Top Gun Maverick. Anyway, we'll get back into Star Wars. But the point being, I was at Top Gun. All of this Star Wars news dropped like 10 minutes before I went to go see the movie. I was like, ah, I don't have time to make a video on this. But we're here now and let's dive into it. So yeah, a lot to get to. First things first, as we are recording this episode, the Bad Batch panel is taking place at Star Wars Celebration. So probably be a a preview is probably. So if we get a trailer, we can just stop the show for a brief sec and watch it. Okay. But just keep an eye out on Twitter if you see anything. All right. Second, second bit of news is we officially got the trailer or the teaser trailer, I should say, to Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, in the sequel, Jedi Survivor, and I did a reaction video to that. But Matt, let's talk for a split second. Like, what did you think about that? I know you really loved the game. I'm I've only seen the gameplay. I've never actually played the game. But what did you think? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, let's talk about Star Wars Celebration in general. Okay. Uh, because yeah, just got back from that. It was there Thursday, Friday, and by the way, thank you to everyone who came up and said hi. Uh, and you know, we took pictures with you guys. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Those buttons that I gave out—it's actually crazy the amount of um, uh, amount of people that I saw that were there that were you know what that watched the show. 
So that's, you know, nice of you guys to come up and say hi. And that was enjoyable. Star Wars Celebration was very cool. It's my first Star Wars Celebration, so it's a lot to take in. Uh, it's a lot of, uh, there's just so much going on. So it's like hard to, to decide what to go see or what to go do. It's very overwhelming. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it would have. We missed you. I mean, I wish you would have been there, Melissa. It was awesome. Like the the, the amount of uh, things that you would have enjoyed. Got to see Dave Filoni and John Favreau speak, and then Ewan and Hayden, which was awesome. Got to go to the Lego Star Wars panel, um, and then just talk talk to the, the fans, which was awesome. Just to see, you know, the amount of enthusiasm there for Star Wars and the hype for Kenobi. And then after Kenobi came out, talking to people afterwards, which, by the way, we'll have a video up soon um, for those of you that I interviewed and people that I talked to. So we'll put something like that together. But um, there's a lot of footage, so it might take <laughs> take a little while. It was cool. It was a good first Star Wars celebration experience for me. An overwhelming amount of news. Like, you and I were texting the whole time. Like all the I mean, it's it stuff drops every thirty seconds when you're there. It's yeah, it's so well, yeah. And that's and you're like, where do I go? Which stage do I go? What do what I do? do I yeah, who do I talk like, to? Who do I meet right. up with? Where are my friends? Yeah. So it's it's like a tough conundrum because you're like, what kind of news do I want to hear first? Well, you uh, definitely have to go into it with some kind of plan. And I yeah, I, I mean, I figured that like, out after my first experience. Because you don't know what's going to be announced at what. And then like they have the celebration stage, which is like where I saw you and Hayden and like that wasn't planned. It was just like a spontaneous Sporadic. thing. <laughs> yeah. I also got you something, Melissa. Uh, I can't give it to you now, obviously, because um, I couldn't mail it in time <laughs> before leaving <laughs> for England. But you'll have that soon enough, so keep an eye out. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so many cool things. And there's a couple different exhibits that I want to highlight, which we can we can do when we make the video. But yeah, I mean, like the Star Wars uh, Survivor trailer is like one of many things that you can see. And like and the Andor trailer got released as I'm walking around. And I'm, and like the skeleton crew got announced while I'm around. And we can talk about all this, but it's just like, it's so much news that it's hard to, to focus. <laughs> yeah, because that's uh, dropping and you, you're trying to watch the trailers and then stay focused on what your goal is for the day. If it's like meeting up with an actor or if it's going to a certain panel that you have to get in line for at a certain time, like the whole experience can be incredibly overwhelming. And I yeah. do think it is meant to be experienced with other people which makes yeah. like going by yourself a lot harder. So I apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was really hard. I'll tell you right now, and I even told I mean, those of you who saw me, I told you uh, while I was there, I was like, this is just hard because it's hard to film and then, you know, make content for the show and be interesting. Uh, and then also go see the things you want to see without missing something. So it was definitely very hard and it was exhausting because uh, I was just nonstop walking around the whole time, talking to people, going to panels, um, listening to the new news, seeing exhibits, buying stuff. Uh, so it was really hard. Uh, as the years go on and as, you know, next year when Melissa goes uh, with me, it'll be it'll, it'll be a bit smoother. Uh, but it was a good, good first experience. Very, very cool. Everyone's very passionate. And again, thank you, everyone. Yeah. Those of you who came and said hi. It means a lot. It's also also nice to know that that you guys are are listening to the show. So appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. So, but now that that's out of the way, yeah. So the Jedi Survivor trailer that was a highly anticipated thing for me because obviously I I love Jedi Fallen Order. It's one of my favorite video games like ever. And I wasn't expecting how good it was going to be. So seeing the new the, the new trailer, which didn't give away too much, it's just a teaser of like you know it's not non gameplay nothing. It's just like a teaser for the the plot, which they didn't really give away a whole lot. But it looks really cool. I think it's set five years after the original game. Yeah, dude, let's talk about that. So first of all, Cal Kestis has a new look. He's looking more and more like a a young man in his early twenties. Well, I mean, it looks like who's the actor who, who it's plays him? Cameron Monahan. Uh, Monahan. Yeah, it, the graphics look insane. Like, oh, they look great. Yeah, they look really good. I mean, obviously not gameplay. It's the it's like a cutscene thing, but it's interesting, and I'm really glad we got it. I'm really excited for that game. I can't wait to see you know it come out and, and how they're going to tie that in. And then it also gives me hope that maybe we'll see Cal Kestis come to live action um, with with Cameron Monahan. Maybe maybe even in Kenobi at some point. Like, I, I think don't know. I, I that was going to be my follow up thing. I think I think they're setting it up. Uh, Cal Kestis in live action very soon and a lot of people have theorized way before you know Kenobi trailers were out that Cal could make an appearance in this show which by the way I think is very possible I I don't 
I, I don't know with these things because, again, we've restated this 20 million times, but like you have to be careful with who you include in these stories. But I really feel like they're setting up for his live action debut really soon, especially because this game takes place five years after the original. Yeah. And that puts him like right in Kenobi time. Yeah. So I don't know, dude. We could get Cal Kestis in live action. I'm 100% here for it. I really like that character. Yeah. Plus, with the Inquisitors, like that's a big part of the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the seventh sister. But then, of course, it's the second Inquisitors, sister. Obviously, obviously, you go there in Jedi Fallen mm-hmm. Order. So it makes sense, you know, which would be really cool. If not, I'm not like. I'm gonna be mad about it. Like I don't really care. Uh, it'd be it'd be a nice thing to have happen, but um, I won't be surprised if they didn't do it. You know, it's not like a must do kind of. Either but way, I d- he will come to live action here very quick. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Because they, it's not typical for for video games to do this where they use the likeness of the actor in the game. Mm-hmm. So I think that was definitely on purpose, and I think they've been trying to weave weave these things together for a while and they've been thinking it through so uh it'd be really cool i hope i hope we get it you know that'd be amazing and i'm I'm so excited i love the fact that the video games are tying in so tightly with the other star wars media so they make them almost necessary watching too like if you don't it's still fine but i i love how they're making this thread that goes through each bit of star wars media to tie into the next so that'd be great. I'd love to see live action Cal. It'd be awesome. Breaking news, um, though. Okay. <laughs> the Bad Batch trailer just dropped. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's pull it up. Let's let's pull it up. Do you want me to share? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Wow, breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. The right Bad here Batch on the show, trailer as we happen dropped. to be recording. What are the odds of that? Oh, all right. Live reaction now. We get a live reaction to the Bad Batch trailer. Here we go. It is time for a new era. Watch the trailer for the new season of Star Wars: The Bad Batch coming to Disney Plus this fall. Okay, there you go. All right. Great. Premiere so date. This year. Perfect. Do they have a date? Maybe they'll put it up. Anyways, shut up and let's watch. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy your freedom. You can have a future. Oh, updated armor. Isn't that what you're after? We're already free. Clearly, you're not paying attention to what's happening out there. It is time for a new era. That's Ian McDermott. There are others out there who need our help. (laughs) Take all the allies we can get. Oh my god! Is that- that's- what's his face? To work. Ah, Rex! Yes. Whoa. The soundtrack to this trailer. Whoa. Oh my god! It slaps. That yeah, soundtrack. That was, they showed so much so fast. They did. Okay, we're gonna go through this shot by shot real quick. Okay, so first off, the Bad Batch have new armor, and Omega has a little helmet or something. Has a new look. She's a little bit older. She has a weird helmet on. Okay, keep, keep, keep going. Yeah, new armor. Okay. Yeah, she's older. What is that? Barely, though. She's not. It must be like a year or two. Ooh. Right. Oh, I think we're going to get the clone uprising this season. Yeah, Omega's hair is longer, too. I mean, Holy? definitely. There's, there's the commando clones there, so that has to be the uprising. Dude, is that the Senate? Are they in the Senate? No, that's not Senate. That is. Play that again, because I want to. Is that Ian McDermott? Play that again. Yeah, that is Ian hit McDermott. Play, just hit play. I want to hear. Attention to what's happening out there. It is time for a new era. Oh, dude. oh my god, dude, that is sick. <laughs> yes, Ian McDermott King. Dude, that shot right there. That's a great okay, so that's shot. That's the original emperor. Then awesome. Heck yes. Streaming this fall. Okay, gorgeous animated shot here with the water. Yeah. Holy crap. That's incredible. Oh, I wonder why they have different armor now. Because they have to differentiate themselves. I don't know. I guess that's Commando true. Commando clones. So, yeah, I mean, and we've already seen the stormtroopers now, right? In the last season. So, like, there's there shouldn't be clones like that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. 
Oh my right, god. Go, keep going. Okay, there's there's uh Crosshair. Crosshair. Okay, and then keep going to when they like flash them all at the end. There's so many shots at the end. Like that one? That Okay, that's in Yeah. That looks like a bunch of workers in a factory those, somewhere. Those like or clones. Like mid-age clone. Middle-age oh, clones, like dude, you're totally clones. right. Those could be young clones that just never finished their training and so they just put them to work. Oh my god. Okay. Ooh, cool aliens. That's not Oh my god, dude, that's Cody. Holy shit. Holy shit. No, Hang on. Not. That's not Cody. Dude, that's Cody. Look at the marking that's... on his head. Oh yeah. Okay, what is this? Go back. Here? What is that? Yeah. Uh some kind of alien? That's cool. That's awesome. All right. I'll keep going. Okay. Dude, that's that is Cody. Look at the mark on the head. Oh my god, you're right. It's Cody. Holy. Okay, so we're probably going to get Cody and Kenobi, I bet. Yeah, Cody's got to be in Kenobi. Because he's I'm in looking- clone armor there. Oh, my God. Yeah, you are right. That's, that is that is Cody. Holy shit. We're going to okay, get answers. Going. We're going to get answers on what happened to Cody, dude. Yeah. About time. What- <laughs> That's a, a Gunji, or what is that a character's name it's from Clone Wars? Stinkpot. I'm looking this up. Yeah, dude, it's, it's Gunji from Clone Wars. Oh my god, he survived Order 66? Yeah. Oh my god! That's okay, keep going. crazy! That's Omega, uh, and who's that kid? Or who's that, that character? That senator's son or something. I bet he's like some politician's son. That's not Lux Bonteri, is it? I don't know. Alright, keep uh, going. That's Cody, Tech, flying through some little... That's awesome. So many shots here. Right, that... Okay, that gives us a better look at their armor. Yeah, wow, they did get upgraded armor. Wow, that's really upgraded armor. It's like all orange now, too. Oh, they're trying to rebrand themselves. Notice how um, Crosshair's still not with them. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's see, this is different clone stuff. Go back. Like, what is this? Because we already saw the new stormtroopers. And why are they're they- battle droids. Flashbacks? Like, what is it? No, I think they still are trying to, like, wipe out the remnants of the old era, like the Separatists. Yeah, but remember they already started getting the new Stormtrooper armor in Bad Batch. Do you remember that when they go to that? Yeah, I do remember that. But there were still clones in, like, clone armor. Okay, keep going. More clones. That's on, like, a Empire-esque type of place. Yeah, uh, Star Destroyer. Yeah, keep going. And then we get a better look at Omega- here. Yeah, she looks a little bit older, you're right. And then Peter Pumpkin. Peter Pumpkin. Like, what's his, what's, that, what's that, his name again? That's Peter Pumpkin. Whatever. It's just Peter Pumpkin. We'll we'll always refer to him <laughs> as Peter Pumpkin. Okay, okay, Gunji, right there. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you survived. That's awesome. Okay, keep going. More Wookiees. They're gonna do the Wookiee arc from um there was a Clone Wars arc that was canceled after the show was canceled that dealt with being on Kashyyyk and the Wookiees and the the uh, Republic working with the Wookiees, and it was like this whole spiritual cultural thing. So it looks like they're going to redo that arc and bring it into oh. Bad Batch, which is sick. Okay, cool, cool shot. Cool shot of Hunter. Rika, cheek. Okay, Rex is back, and he has a new outfit, and he's looking yeah. so good, and I'm so excited. Oh my god. <laughs> he's my clone husband, and I love him. I am so hyped. To see Rex. I, I love the idea that Rex still has a prominent role in this show. Yeah, that's awesome. So we got Rex. And then we got Tech again. Wrecker. Ricka? Omega? I really like that outfit. And then Star Wars Bad Batch logo. Oh, wow. Season 2. Streaming fall 2022. Well, I don't really give you a whole lot in terms of like... Story. Like a plot. Yeah, they just kind of threw a bunch of footage at you. Interesting. That's a, it's a great way to build the hype. Dude, I'm just hyped about Cody. We they finally gave us a reference to Cody. Oh my gosh, I bet the empire is like, "Hey, we don't If you think about it in the season 7 arc of Clone Wars where the Bad Batch are first introduced, Cody's like the one to introduce the Bad Batch and he's like, "Oh, we thought it'd be great to bring on this team of clones with defects because they they have valuable skills that we can use for the Republic." So that would make so much sense to have Cody be the one to hunt them down because he'd know them super well and their tactics. Oh my God. I'm so hyped up, dude. Wow. And fall. So we get a date too. Yeah. Fall of this year. Wow. Okay. That's fantastic. Wow. Okay. So here live on the show, we got our live reaction 
to the Bad Batch trailer, which is amazing. Oh my goodness. Wow. That was so exciting. About time. About time. We haven't heard anything about this show. This is exciting, which by the way, that means we get Kenobi and or Bad Batch. And then let's talk about the next project, which is Tales of the Jedi. Okay, so Tales of the Jedi panel actually took place yesterday, and this is really interesting. It is a six-part anthology series focusing on Count Dooku in three parts and then Ahsoka in three parts. they also do mention... They mention Count Dooku and his apprentice, Qui-Gon Jinn. Yes, thank you. Which is very exciting, who will be played by Liam Neeson's son in his Padawan days. And then Liam Neeson will come back to reprise the role of Qui-Gon as an adult. thank you. This is so exciting, you guys, because it's not only new Star Wars animated content, which I, I never want them to stop doing because it's some of the best Star Wars content ever. But it's young Dooku, young Qui-Gon. We've never seen this era before. Young Mace. And then we get additional stories about Ahsoka from her time as a baby with her family. And then how she gets her white lightsabers from the Inquisitors. And then maybe some in-between stories focusing on her and Anakin and her training and how Anakin taught her how to protect herself. The trailer or a crappy uh, film footage. Somebody took footage of it and uploaded onto YouTube the entire trailer because there was a trailer released, but the public didn't get to see it, which, by the way, I'm just annoyed that Star Wars is like, ooh, only you guys get to see it, but nobody else. Like, what is that. up with that? They did the same thing with the Mando trailer, which annoys me. It's like, like that's, you there's no it, reason to do it. it. It's probably because it's not done. They were just showing, like, a, you know, uh, they probably threw it together really quick is what I would imagine. It's, it's still, it's like so dumb and it's like clicky and exclusive i don't know it just gets on my nerves and i don't think it's a very good marketing tactic yeah but i do either way it's here i mean we got that which is cool which so now we know what it is which is dope so here Um, are some images from the panel for reference the first image is you know concept art featuring count dooku and mace windu and like a little forest battle we have Ahsoka versus an Inquisitor, which I assume this is inspired by the Ahsoka novel, which came out five years ago, four years ago. I only read the book once. I didn't like it that much. I didn't think it was that well written. And they couldn't really do a lot with it because the whole purpose of writing the book was to see if Ahsoka had a fandom large enough to where they could actually sell the book. Like that was the whole point of the book. But as far as the book goes itself, I didn't think it was that great, <laughs> if I'm being totally honest. But I, I love this. Again, Count Dooku, and you can look in the background, you can see Qui-Gon. What I do like about this is that this was completely conceptualized and is being directed by Dave Filoni, which is always a good sign. And then Qui-Gon is here. Here's more um, a better look at Count Dooku in the show. So it looks like we're going to get like a really young, maybe like late twenties, early thirty something year old, yeah, uh, Count Dooku, and then maybe closer to his forties or fifties, and I think we're going to see Count Dooku's turn to the dark side. And why? Yeah. And That's why? Awesome. Yeah. And then there's a very young Qui Gon Jinn. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is so sick, dude. I mean, like, talk about a show that if you wish you could see come to life, like this is it. Yeah. That's cool. Which is amazing. And then they are going to, again, once again, they're going to do some stories on Ahsoka and kind of share like where her life started and her planet and her people. So here are some images of that featuring her mother. And then what I assume is kind of like the village elder. Yeah. So if you guys want to watch crappy footage of the trailer online, it is on YouTube. People have shared it on YouTube, but it's not like like you can't see everything. But you do get a better idea. And the animation, just like from that footage that was taken, the animation looks so smooth and like gorgeous. It looks so much like Bad Batch. And I think Dave Filoni even said in the panel, he was like, I I just, I loved what they were able to do with the technology of Bad Batch. So I really wanted to bring it into this show. So I could not be more pumped up about this. I think it is delving into a really interesting era. Um, you see Captain Rex in the trailer. You see Anakin 
a young Obi-Wan with his mullet coming off of episode two. You see uh, Yaddle is in it <laughs> fighting Count Dooku as a Yaddle. Jedi, which is great. So I'm like, I'm all for this. Give me more animated content. Give me more animated content about stories we have no idea about. Like, it looks great, dude. And that's also coming out in the fall. So, I mean, we have Big no stuff. shortage of content. Yeah. And finally, the Andor trailer, which, again, they don't give away really too much, but um, it looks really good. The world that they built there. Talk about separating something from the Skywalker saga. It looks like they've done a good job based on this trailer. Looks like they've built their own world. It's very Rogue One-esque feeling, which is a good mm-hmm. sign. Not a whole lot in terms of plot there, but you can kind of assume it's going to be Rebels starting to uprise against the Empire and starting to mm-hmm. plot against it. You can see they're shutting their doors and their windows when the stormtroopers come and the Imperials come. So mm-hmm. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. got me hyped for the show. I think, I think it's going to give me a good feeling about the show in terms of the direction it's going to go a uh, very rogue one type of feeling. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, it should be good again. Like I keep saying this over and over again. I don't know what to expect. I really yeah. hope to see. I, I don't have characters. expectations though for it. It's just like rogue one. It's like you can create your whole new thing. There doesn't need to be expectations. Just like create a good story and tell a good story, and that's all mm. that matters. Touche. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. I think it'll be really good. I- to follow up, there is one more bit of news because guys, there's so much. Like it's overwhelming. Like we said, there's just so much going on. They did talk about the Ahsoka series. They apparently showed like fifteen to clips. thirty seconds yeah. of footage. Have you watched Most, it yet? I did watch it. And if you guys want to find that, that is on Twitter or YouTube. All you have to do is look up Star Wars Ahsoka. But two prominent things. They showed us the a shot of the back of Sabine Wren's head for Rebels. And they brought out the actress who would be playing her. They also showed Hera Syndulla from Star Wars Rebels, which is another main character in that show which is so exciting, but they only showed the back of her head. They didn't reveal the actress. They didn't reveal who would be playing her, but she's there. <laughs> she's in the show. Yeah. And uh, they also made Rosario Dawson's uh, Leku on Ahsoka longer because the fandom bullied Star Wars once again yeah. <laughs> into fixing something. So um, they brought Chopper out from Star Wars Rebels, confirming that Chopper will be in the show, which is very exciting. Nice I love that. Love the murder droid. Can't wait for that. And then Mina Masoon made a very cryptic tweet on Twitter, which is essentially confirming that, yes, he has been cast as Ezra. He is the biggest troll. And people even called him out on it. They're like, wow, you're really trying to sneak past your NDAs, dude. I know. I saw that. And he was just sent a winky face. (laughs) But I think that pretty much covers all the Star Wars news for now. God knows what else is going to drop today. Cover it on the next show, whatever ends up coming up, because I'm sure there's much more to break down. We'll probably have the real trailers by then, too, so we can actually play them on the show. Yeah, that would be great. Wouldn't that be nice to be experiencing everything else that everybody's experiencing at Celebration? (laughs) Apparently, that's too much to ask for. (laughs) Okay, so moving on, let's talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 1 and 2. So once again, guys, we're going to start with the episode summary, talk about what we liked and didn't like about the episode, then we'll get into fan thoughts our personal theories, and then the final verdict, rating it out of 10. Let's get started. So just for reference, the director of both episodes was obviously Deborah Chow, and then the writers of the story were Stuart Bietti and Hazian Amani, I think is how you say the other guy's name. Please forgive me. I'm not good at pronouncing things or words or people's names. But the yes, that's the director and the writer. This is a hefty two-part recap, you guys. There's a lot of information in this, so we might not get to everything, but we will do our best. So (laughs) overall, just to give like a general picture before we get into detail, I thought the quality of the show was incredible so far. Just like production quality is insane. I could not believe like the level of detail in every single shot. Like I felt like I was watching a movie. Yeah. Which is exactly the way I think you're supposed to feel. I thought the pacing was very good. I did like the pacing a lot. I know a lot of people had problems with it saying, you know, like, oh, it's it's too slow. You know, the buildup is taking forever. But I really feel like you need to do that in your first two episodes to set the tone of the show. Otherwise, the rest of the show just isn't going to work. So I did appreciate that. 
And the music was like a perfect blend of old school John Williams and then like modern music, Natalie Holt. So I thought the blend of the yep. two different eras, the nostalgia of John Williams and then Natalie Holt's um, modern sound really created this masterpiece over the first two episodes. So I really enjoyed that. Like, let's just let's jump straight in, Matt. Like, what did you think of like the the Obi-Wan setup starting with episode one? Well, I agree. I think a lot of what you said is true. The pacing was a bit slow, but I don't think that's a bad thing. And you and I talked about this before we went live. Those two episodes should have been made into just one, I think. Um, there's no, it wasn't necessary to split them up. I don't know. I mean, maybe they, were, they hadn't figured out how they're going to release them yet, but the pacing being slow is important because you have to make sure people remember what happened before versus what's happening now. And you have to make sure what's happening now resonates with people. And in order to do that, you have to, to tell the story of what Obi-Wan's life currently is, which is slow. Mm-hmm. He's doing a nothing life. He's trying to live his life the best way he can. Um, after this, you know, horrific event happened. So I watched the first episode twice, um, like immediately after I watched the second one. And the recap, first of all, in the first episode. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> very good recap. It's very Perfect. good to try to suck you back in. And then they bring you into it and they show you what everyone's doing. Then he has his flashbacks as he's in his bed, which by the way, opens up the door to other things happening. Other flashbacks. And then they just, they're trying to let it breathe, which you should do. Let it breathe. Let it, like, they did nothing. I think that's why they released two episodes at once, because if you would have just released that first episode, people would have been like, this show stinks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? It's not enough mm -hmm. happening. But I like the way they did it, where it's like, okay, let's see. Let's remember where we came from, like what happened, and then let's see where he's at now, and, like, let it develop a little bit. So I thought that was all very good. I think I liked the first episode a little bit more than the second, actually, because of that. And the music was awesome. Obi-Wan's theme, which also came out during Star Wars Celebration, which was played a lot during these episodes, is very good. It's very good. So shout out to John Williams on that. It, it just it brought me back. You know, you, you have a lot of feels happening. I thought there was a couple yeah. corny moments. I wasn't a huge fan of the, the Jedi uh, in... On Tatooine, the one who talks to Obi-Wan, who's like, oh, what happened to you? And it's not necessarily the actor. I just don't think the writing was good for him. He didn't seem like a Jedi. He seemed like just a guy. <laughs> like, just hanging out in a cantina. And he's sitting there like, oh. Dude, if you're a real Jedi, be more subtle. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Sitting in front of the Inquisitors. Also, point, uh, a Grand Inquisitor looks scary as shit, dude. Like, I don't know what anyone was complaining about. He's a, He looked like a great bad guy. They really made you feel for them, and also the other Inquisitor, the um, Fifth guy brother. who walks really cool, Fifth yeah, brother. with his cool voice. Love that. Reva was okay. She came off as a little bit of like a "Hey, I want to do things my way" kind of. A girl. little forced. No yeah, pun intended. A, it did feel a little forced, <laughs> in my opinion. However, I do think they fixed that in the second episode, which we can get into later. But I didn't love her the first impressions of her, uh, and then um, I love the moment where he's he's. Uh, Getting his lightsabers, right? Talking about burying mm. it in the sand, whatever. I love, I love Owen. Oh my god! Fantastic job here, Joel Great Edgerton. Job. Joel Edgerton crushes it. He's perfectly perfect cast for this role. Perfectly cast. Also with the toy that Obi Wan gets Luke, which we see him playing with in an okay. It, just I, I will get into this in the second episode. But Obi Wan and children just freaking end my life, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That is so meaningful for that ship that Luke plays with to be from Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm Great crying about detail. that for days. Great little detail, I thought. I just, I liked how they make you feel like Obi-Wan's a loser now. Like, he's, what, cutting big crate dragon salmon, whatever that is, you know? And even that Jedi's like, what happened to you, man? You know? And you're like, oh yeah, I mean, he hasn't been doing this for 10 years. Of course he's not the man he used to be. And he even says as much. He goes, I'm not... I'm not what I used to be. I love that. I love that. That's what you need. And you felt his weakness, especially well, in the second episode. You feel his weakness. He's still got it a little bit, but you feel how much he's lost. You and feel his grief. 
Yeah, and I, I had to watch it twice before that. I had to like take it in a little bit and then watch it again. Because when you're doing reaction videos, you get the light on you. It's recording. It's a little harder to pay attention to every detail. And also, I'm nervous and I'm excited for the first episode. So the second time around when I watched it, I'm like, oh, there's a lot more things that I caught. Uh, but yeah, Joel Edgerton, stand out in, in this episode. He's Very, very good job. That could not have been better casting. Yeah, and also He's amazing. special effects, the the um, CGI they use is fantastic. The music was fantastic. It's great world building, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Obi-Wan reaching out to Qui-Gon, not being able to reach him, and then Order 66. Now, another point of contention with this episode, which I texted you about, the Order 66 thing, we talked about this. Okay, great, mm-hmm. yes. Good start, and I'm glad they started that way because it reminds you of, again, what happened. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, it just it came off a little, I don't know if corny is the right word, but whoever that Jedi Master was, it's just the way she carried herself felt a little not weird. organic to me. Yeah, weird. Not okay. bad, it just felt not organic, not super organic. It didn't feel like the prequel Jedi that I know. Not necessarily saying it's like bad, okay. it was just like... This doesn't feel like the same Jedi Temple, the same type of Jedi. And I, but I did feel like it was kind of a redemption for the younglings that were killed, unalived <laughs> in episode three. But a good way to start off the show, nonetheless. So I know I'm jumping all over the place. That's okay. Overall, I think I like this one more than the first, or than the second, I'm sorry. Um, because I think they're setting the stage for the rest of this, which is a lost, hopeless Obi-Wan. And setting the stage for how the galaxy currently is. So that's my long-winded answer. <laughs> no, that's that's great, dude. That's awesome. I mean, again, it's like so long that you have to like sit here and you're like, okay, what actually happened? Am I actually thinking about the right episode? <laughs> so I get it. I totally get it. I really liked the mundane of Obi-Wan's life. In fact, you said the same thing I did in my reaction video, which is it reminded me a lot of Ray's introduction. Which is just to in The Force Awakens, which is just like mundane. He's not doing much. What he is doing is just routine. And he's carrying the grief of everything that's happened the last 10 years. I mean, he doesn't have that much of a distraction. So he's kind of just been sitting in this this grief. What could I have done? Could I have saved Anakin? And even Bail Organa calls him out on it. So, you know, we we get that little subplot I want to talk about a little bit with, like, Princess Leia and her getting captured and taken by these men. And Bale's like, that's my kid. That's Luke's sister. You have to help her. Like, you have a duty to this girl. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, God, but I have to stay here and protect Luke. And Bale's like, BS, dude. This is not about Luke. This is about you trying to deal with the loss of Anakin. He's dead. And not only does Bale say that, but uh, Owen says that, too. And he's like, you you have to let him go. And so, like, you really feel Anakin's shadow in this. But it's also a and reminder to us of yes. that's how they think. You have Because that's important for the second episode to think that way. Think mm-hmm. as the characters think, which is Anakin's dead. Yes. So anyways, sorry, keep going. No, you're fine. And I was also going to follow up with when Obi-Wan is recovering his lightsabers from the sand. Which, by the way, Anakin is screaming somewhere in the distance because his lightsaber was buried in sand. <laughs> So emotional damage. Side note, but it reminded me of the line from A New Hope where Owen and Luke are talking in like the opening scene. Yep. And Owen says, Obi-Wan doesn't exist anymore. He died about the same time as your father. Which emotional damage, dude. Like metaphorically, it's like Obi-Wan's dead. Only Ben Kenobi and Darth Vader are alive now. Those are the individuals that replaced the characters that we love. And so I really felt that deeply i really felt like obi-wan's aloneness his grief his humanity i i want to see that i want to understand his mental state and the losses that he's gone through so i think the first episode did a great job of setting that up the inquisitors i i will admit the grand inquisitor his first introduction when he walks into the saloon i was like yeah that's the grand inquisitor yeah that's awesome rupert friend is doing a great job and i do think that they touched up the inquisitor i think they added more markings on his face they added the sith eyes which really helps so i'm really grateful that they did that the fifth brother is he's so funny to me but like i do like his voice i think uh is it uh sung kang who's the actor is that his name i I think that's his name if i'm botching that again i'm so sorry but i think he's i think he's doing a good job and then 
Riva. <laughs> Interestingly enough, it really sounds like she has beef with Obi-Wan specifically, which I thought because they start off the episode and they're like, you have to let this obsession with Obi-Wan go. And Reeve's like, he's alive and I want him. I'm like, oh, this is a pre-existing thing. She's had an obsession with finding him. And so I I have a couple theories on that. One major thing being is I think she was one of those younglings in the beginning during Order 66. Oh, that's a good theory. So if you look, there's a little girl that looks exactly like her in the beginning. So I think Reva was one of those younglings. And further to that, you know how in Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan sends a beacon out to tell the Jedi to stay away from the temple? Yeah. So there's a theory going around that Reva hears that message. And because of no Jedi coming back, she gets captured, tortured, turned into an Inquisitor. So maybe she like wants revenge because yeah. of that and blames Obi-Wan, which would be a great thing to put in the show. So that could be a lead-in for her character. But the Inquisitors were were fine. I mean, they're, they're good. I think Rupert Friend is doing a good job. He feels like the Inquisitor to me. And then the other introduction I want to talk to you about is the introduction of Princess Leia into the show, who's around 10 years yeah. old. And I, I know you have some interesting opinions on this. Yeah. <laughs> but we do get that introduction on uh, Alderaan, the return of Bail and Brea Organa. And then just kind of seeing Leia's lifestyle, which, by the way, could not be more hilarious in contrast to Luke, because it's like, yeah. Luke, working on a farm in the desert. And then it goes to Leia. The the stick. Yeah. And then you're like, Leia, royalty, princess, your highness. It's just so funny to me. Yeah. So we can use this to talk about both episodes, because Leia is obviously a big part of the second episode. But I'm glad you bring that up, because she is an integral part to it. And you're totally right on the juxtaposition of both of their upbringings. Uh, Luke gets screwed over with Obi-Wan and then Leia's high and <laughs> mighty in the shade. Um, I know a lot of people loved her character and I get that. I, I, I did not find her dialogue believable for a 10-year-old. 10-year-olds don't talk like that. 10-year-olds aren't that smart. And it did still feel like Leia. And they did a good job of integrating Leia's sassiness. I just mm -hmm. think some of the lines she had were a bit far-fetched for a 10-year-old where it, it your willing suspension of disbelief kind of goes away um, with her, her snarkiness. <laughs> Anyone who knows kids knows that they're, they're not that complex. <laughs> like, uh, uh, and this comes into the, the second episode too, which I'll, I'll touch briefly into when she's talking about how she automatically knows like, oh, they're not looking for me. They're looking for you, Obi-Wan. And it's like, she wouldn't know that. <laughs> she wouldn't know that at all. But it is cool that we just see her and her upbringing because that's the side of, of that family we haven't seen before you know, with, mm -hmm. uh, with them. And it's obviously great to see Bail Organa again. Um, the world's and, best dad, by the way. Yeah, great guy. Great dad. <laughs> great dad. Definitely very cool. I was surprised we didn't get any Luke stuff. I guess they're probably saving that for later. But that, I think whoever that, whoever that act, actress is, she, she's good. I'll give her credit. She's, she's good. Especially for being a kid actor. Yeah. She's really good <laughs> yeah she's she's good her little droid by the way i was correct about i predicted this i said they're gonna she's she's gonna have some kind of little protector droid boom nailed it called that so much for being a protector droid that droid sucks at protecting her yeah actually <laughs> loser droid the loser droid lola i think is its name but i do really like that the only reason that like it, it makes sense to me that the only reason that obi-wan would leave tatooine is because one of the twins is in danger like, that makes sense to me. Like, that's the call to action for him, and he has to answer the call despite not feeling ready, despite being depressed, despite grieving everything that he lost. And so I did really like that, which I guess can be our segue into episode two, which I – so I get what you're saying with everything with, like, Leia and stuff. Like, the first time I watched the episode, I felt weird, primarily because, one, I think we're really used to seeing these prequel-era characters in movie format. And this is in television format. And so there is going to be a, a bit of an adjustment to like how you view it. And so I watched both episodes about three times. And I do have to say after the third watch, I felt much better about both of them. Like it didn't feel as like choppy in some scenes at first. So like with Leia, like I will admit I was super taken aback by her dialogue at first. I was like, man, this is weird. And then the more I watched it, I was like... Yes, this feels very Leia Carrie Fisher-esque. And also, 
like that kind of feels like a kid to me. And I feel like personally, you know, with Leia's dialogue and the way she was talking about things, I, I, I felt like that was almost how like the force resonates in her, you know, like her being super intuitive and calling Obi-Wan out on things. And she's like, you think the less that you say, uh, you're, you're like, I don't know what she says, like, you're not telling me anything, but you're, you're saying more by not saying anything or like how she calls out her cousin, her step cousin. Like, I really felt strongly that that was kind of like the way the force was resonating in her. And that became more believable to watch with, you know, like my third viewing. So I definitely agree with you. It's like at first you're kind of like, ah, and then the more you watch it, I just felt better with yeah. each watch. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, in my opinion, you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel iffy the first time around. It should just feel natural. That's my personal opinion. Um, but it wasn't enough to ruin it for me by any stretch. I'm not saying it was bad. I just think like, it took you out. Yeah, it took me out. And okay. when she's getting kidnapped by Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, which like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, dude, like I can't see him as anyone but Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's also in a uh, um, Back to the Future, right? Yeah, he is. He's in a bunch of movies. He he acts a lot. But um, when when they're chasing her, it's like, dude, ten year olds aren't fast runners. Like I will agree, mercenaries. With you would catch her in a second and they were trying to make her look cool with a cool little slide like whoosh and you're like it's she's 10 dude like you would catch her in three seconds i do um, agree with so you i there. thought that was clunky they were trying to make it like intense when it didn't need to be intense they should have literally she walks outside they capture her. that's it that's what it should have been and it was wasted time for the episode in my opinion like you don't need to have this crazy explanation as to how she gets captured or crazy chase scene just like make it okay we're capturing her as bait for obi-wan that's what mm-hmm. you need to do, you know. And but I do love that world. What's it called? Denethor. What, I don't know. Ken. Ken something. Ken. The, I don't the know. Planet they were on. I don't know. It was cool. Uh, but it it was that was a cool, really cool planet. Really cool world building. Um, the dynamic between Obi Wan and her was very cute. I will say, very good. And also feels feelings everywhere. I kept having I- these feelings of like the they did a really good job of connecting prequels and getting you having a little bit of prequel stuff, a little bit of um, original trilogy stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they did a really good job of connecting those two things together in the second episode, which I really liked. And like, although it wasn't perfect by my um, opinion, Mm -hmm. I still think it was, it was good. There was many moments where you just have this feeling inside of you where you're like, okay, I, I see what they did there. I see, mm-hmm. and like also the clone, which we have to talk about for a second. Oh, like so well done. I and the reason one of the reasons I love that is not just because it's Tamora Morrison who I love, and also big Clone War reference, but also just Obi Wan past reference. But it makes mm-hmm. you feel because everyone's seen a veteran on the street before, homeless or something, you know, asking for money, mm-hmm. you know, and you see his face and you're like, oh wow. And it also resonates with me at the end of the episode where Reva says, you can't, you can't run from him, Obi-Wan, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of true because Anakin's fingerprints and his footprint is on everything. Like everything's going to remind Obi-Wan of Anakin. Right. Because of their lives together. And so the clones being decommissioned is like, and, and him fighting in the Clone Wars is, that's going to resonate with Obi-Wan because they they fought together in that, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, that line that she says at the end was kind of referencing, you know, that little bit of seeing that clone on the street, you know, mm-hmm. and other things in the episode sprinkled throughout. So, Which, by the way, can I interject here for a sec? Yeah. So speaking of the clone on the street, am I insane? But if you look at this shot, doesn't that kind of look like Hauser's armor? Yeah, it kind of does. Like, let me pull up a picture of Captain Hauser because everyone was like, no, he's from uh, the 501st. I'm like, really? Because the colors look more like Lighter like Hauser's colors. So like that? Yeah. Mm, I don't a know. Bit of a stretch. Bit of a stretch. I mean, it's it is a stretch. It is a stretch, but my first reaction was like, "Oh my god." You know? Cuz they, they they try to tie in these things all the time. So it literally could be anyone. So you can't write these things off. And I don't like to write these things off, but Yeah. It was still it was still a great call out in Obi-Wan's face when he saw him said yeah. everything. It was full of like anguish, remorse, fear. I mean, the last time he saw that face, it was trying to kill him. Like you you have that, and then I just want to give a shout out real quick. Ewan's acting was amazing 
nuanced, subtle. Every facial expression he gave like was so readable. I could understand what he was going through. And he's perfect. Like he was born for this role. I could not imagine a better actor. It was was amazing. So a couple things here. And I'm really glad you brought that up because his facial expressions throughout the second episode were so poignant uh, and well done. And he said nothing, but he said so much at the same time. And a couple things here. First episode, you're like, oh, everyone's kind of a loser now. Like doing something, mm-hmm. trying to adjust. And then the second episode, and I even say this in my reaction. I'm like, oh, he doesn't have it anymore. And then he's, he, he gets trapped by those mercenaries. And then he still gets away from them. And he has that hand-to-hand combat and, like, you know, beats him up. And you're like, oh, he's still got a little bit of something, something. You know, he still knows what he's doing. Runs into Camille Nanjiani, who, interesting right. character, by the way fake jedi he got on my nerves so much but then i yeah, I, I laughed like the still, third time yeah he still kind of got on my nerves but i mean interesting character <laughs> and his obi-wan's relationship with leia facial expressions again cutest the, thing ever the emotion he had behind it of knowing that that's leia his is best friend's child right yeah all of that was really cool and they're getting away. And then his facial expressions at the end of the episode, which we can talk about in a second, were that was unbelievable acting on his part. Just the way you can see his eyes moving around, thinking and trying to connect the dots. The the, the Padme reference, which I initially thought was Satine because I wanted it to be Satine. But now that I watched it again, I'm like, oh yeah, he's definitely talking about Padme, talking about how Leia reminds him of uh, someone he used to know. Which um, that was so well acted. I loved that little scene where he's like, she was stubborn like you. And she's like, I'm not stubborn. He goes, yes, you are. It was just such a cute little, it reminded me a lot of Anakin and Obi-Wan. Buying the clothes, you know. Don't like, even we'll talk that. to me. Like, and dude. she's like, uh, okay. and the gloves. We'll get her gloves too, you know. Dude, he is, I loved that. I love that he's he's got a soft spot for kids. He he clearly looks at Leia and he sees his best friends. He sees Padme. He sees Anakin. And so I just yeah. love that reflection. And I, I do love Leia's attitude. It's, yeah. it's just, it, it was just all, it hit all the right emotional beats for me personally. I, and- it didn't for me until the end of the episode. So where it all came together for me, where I'm like, all right, now I'm really stoked is when they're in that like hangar or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. they get the codes to get off the planet. Reva tracks him down. He's hiding. He doesn't know whether or not to use his lightsaber. You can see him clutching it. Like, I don't know if they even know how to use this anymore, you know, and you're like, Oh man, I get it. Because why would you have ever had it? It's been buried in the sand for years. You know, he, he's sitting there holding it like this. And then when she's talking, and she's like, uh, "Lord Vader will be will be pleased." And that initial look on his face of confusion and like, recognition, because he has heard Lord Vader, Anakin being referred to Lord Vader, exactly. And then he starts connecting. You can see him connecting the dots in his head again. Yeah, great acting. And then that's when both episodes came together for me of like. When they reference Anakin as being dead, they're reminding you. They showed the flash, uh, the uh, recap and his flashbacks and all that stuff. And so it reminds you. And then you're sitting there and you're like, oh. And then the dots start connecting for you too. I felt the exact same way he did as he's sitting there holding his lightsaber, like just looking around, connecting the dots. Then obviously Grand Inquisitor comes in, ruins that, which I'll talk about in a second. But then he gets on that ship and the music, first of all, that's playing, phenomenal. I don't know. It's such a you don't need that original trilogy, or original trilogy or prequel music to be playing during that time. Whatever, whoever did that, like whoever came up with that idea for those instruments they were using, the tones they're playing is amazing. And um, his eyes are still going around, just trying to connect the dots and figure out what happened. And you can feel like the oh my god, you know. And then that flash, obviously, at the end of the um, second episode, was just chills for me, like. What a way to start this series off, to bring you all back. You obviously get the shot of Vader's eyes. And um, I've watched that like a hundred times, but I thought Ewan's acting there at the end was like perfectly reflected of how anyone would feel in that moment. It's... it's 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 subtle it's subtle and nuanced and i think the best actors do that it's not pouring too much and this was a moment you and i talked about by the, the way right, right amount out. like right you and i talked literally talked we're like this is going to be a moment when he finds out you know yeah and i think it was a really good moment like they did a really good job of making that feel the way it should have felt i agree um, and then uh obi-wan tearing up at the end 
when he whispers the name yeah. Anakin, I was like, he says oh Anakin, my God. Dude, because he says Anakin. <sighs> yep. And then, and then, and then Lord Vader opens his eyes. I mean, and dude, we get that force like, connection. Again, that's like one of the, that's like top 10 Star Wars moments for me easily. Like that was, you see my reaction. You saw it. Yeah. I, I, you were like shaking. I was like, because I wasn't that impressed with the episode that far. Uh, but it was all a build up to that. And then it goes, oh. Then for me, I'm like, I see what they were doing. I know what, yeah. they're, do- I know what they're trying to do. So then last thing. Grand Inquisitor. Grand Inquisitor. Um, very Beep, confused boop. about this. Yep. Very Because, again, my reaction video. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Uh... So is this a different Grand Inquisitor? Because he's in Rebels, right? Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Uh, are they retconning this? Like, what's happening? And then it also deepens Reva's character. Way, it made her infinitely more interesting to me. Because now that you're mentioning your theories, I'm like, okay, there's something to that. Because I even mentioned at one point in the episode, I'm like, is she going to turn good at some point? Or like, she has another angle happening. There's something else going on with her. There is, because she also knows that Anakin is Vader, and nobody knows that. And those who do know that die. So how does she know that? <laughs> like, Yeah. That's a big question I have. And her, no hesitation. And her line after is like, who's in the gutter now? You know? You're like, whoa, she's ruthless, dude. She's, she's willing to do anything. To, to get to Obi-Wan for whatever reason. And you also find out that the Grand Inquisitor's whole motivation for getting Obi-Wan, he, the reason why he's not letting her get him is because he wants the credit to Vader. Oh, yeah. To so, rise up in the ranks. Right. So you're like, okay, that makes one more sense. On the topic of the Grand Inquisitor, what do you think that actually is? Because I have I a theory. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think maybe they're just going done or you never know with Star Wars. They come back and he comes back up and then he's kind of an antagonist to her and her story. But I don't know. What's your theory? One of two things happened. One, they retconned Rebels, which I don't think they would do. I mean, I think it's possible, but I find that really hard to believe given the fact that like Dave Filoni is very proud of the work that he did on Rebels. He's proud of the work that he did with the Grand Inquisitor. And so when I'm thinking about that, it it doesn't add up as a retcon. Um, After I posted my reaction video and I was like, oh my God, did they retcon that? A lot of people were like... There's no way they would. And so what people are theorizing is that it's kind of just to get the Grand Inquisitor out of the way and then leave the conflict between Reva, Darth Vader, and yeah. the Kenobi. Which makes which sense. Which seems more likely. Yeah. So I don't and, – and then there's like a whole thing. They're like, oh, the Grand Inquisitor species has two stomachs, so he can't possibly yeah. be dead. So I'm confused because they tried to make it seem like it was a final death. Yeah. Uh, it, they they really played it like it was a final death, but at the same time, that doesn't add up since the Grand Inquisitor is in a large portion of Rebels. And I don't think Dave would allow Rebels to be retconned. So I I don't know. I hope he's not dead. I would that would make me feel kind of crappy if he was dead. But it it, it just it wouldn't it I don't think the buildup to that was great. To be perfectly honest, but again, yeah, I do came think. Out of nowhere, but I kind of like it. It was like it keeps you it, guessing. It, yes, it does, and it does add to Reva's character and motivations because this seems to be very personal for her. Like she, it looks like she has a beef with Obi Wan, and because of that, she wants to be the one to bring Kenobi to Vader and be like, "Look what I did." But in my personal opinion, I think we're going to see Reva try to do that throughout the rest of the series. And I think that she'll die at the end of the show because yeah, of probably. that and because of what she knows. Yeah, I agree. So I mean, it's I interesting. Think, and, and this is something I don't necessarily need to theorize on. I'm just I'm interested in where they're going with it. And I'm like, OK, right. You did this, but there's a reasoning behind it. So what's that reasoning? And we'll figure it out. Definitely. And then just kind of the the last mark is. And I know you touched on this a little bit, but I really like seeing Obi-Wan struggle. Yeah. In in throughout these two episodes. He was a badass dude, and now yeah. he's a nobody. Now he's a nobody. I love that line that comes from Flea where he says, You're just a man and you're bleeding all over my floor. And I was like, Yikes, but yes. <laughs> like yeah. that that's like the perfect description of where Obi-Wan is at in his life. Like, yeah. you know, like the metaphorical like bleeding Anakin, you know, like the 
him being like just a normal guy. He's no longer Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's just Ben Kenobi. Yeah. And even at the first episode, he goes, what happened to you? Yeah. The scene where he's reaching out to grab Leia with the Force and that them emphasizing how hard that is for him. That was an amazing scene. I loved that moment. And it was very uh, Cal Kestis-y, which yeah, and also, was also great. A couple last things. Number one, most of the trailer was from episode one and two. Yep. Great. I love that. It means they were trying to misdirect you, which I love. It means we were going blind into episode three, essentially. Exactly. And I love that. The number two was like the, we thought all the bounty hunters would be after him. It was just in that one episode where he felt like, yep. like all this stuff's happening. So it's like anything goes for these next couple episodes. You and I were right on some things, but we're also have no idea what we're in for for the next three. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Me too. It, and we're getting uh, episode three this Wednesday. Yep. Which is a lot sooner than I expected. <laughs> so, I mean, we're going to, it's going to be like, oh, we're coming off the hype of those first two episodes. And then, bam, we get the third episode. And then we'll be halfway through the show. I know. Isn't that ridiculous, dude? Crazy. I'm so sad. It's going to go by so fast. I know. But I'm glad they did it as a show. I agree. More room to tell the story. I agree. So, real quick. What is your final verdict for episode one, ranking it out of 10? I give episode 10. I know I said different answers in my interviews, which you guys will see later. I said like a 9-2. I think I'm going to go down a little bit. I th- It's still really high. I think it's probably like an, uh, the first episode's like a 8-6, eight, 8-7. Eight, um, and that's only because it was they, – they did not make that as a first episode. They made it knowing they're going to release episode two, I think. The mm-hmm. second one because it was just it was, it was it was a little slow but it was still very good mm-hmm. i'll go up to an 8.8 8, actually i think 8.8 8. 8 is, is is a fair rating and then episode two i go a little lower i'd go to like a 8.2 or 3 and really it would yeah it would be higher but i just think it was um there was some wasted space in these episodes what would you have done well like the leia chase scene in the first episode uh the focus on obi-wan finding her he could have found her a lot faster and by the way eight two is still a very high score <laughs> still really good it's it's higher but it's lower than i expected the force jumping around from reva i did not love. <laughs> force that parkour little, that was a little much for me they were just trying to make her look so badass and i'm like you don't need to she's already cool like just have her chase her she's like yeah. batman looking over the city my city you know and you're like i'm reva yeah but still both very, very good episodes. I was very happy with, with them both. I, the ending of that second one is like, that's one of the best episodes, ending of an episode I've ever seen. That was chills for me. So dope. What about you? What are your ratings? Uh, Wait, did you rate episode two? Yeah, you did. Sorry. <laughs> Honestly, episode one, nine out of 10. I, I think the setup was great. I think that's exactly what they should have been doing, showing the mundane in Obi-Wan's life, how he's struggling showing him how he's kind of out of touch with the rest of the world. I mean, he really is. He doesn't feel like he has much to live for. And I think they did a good job of reminding you of everything that he's lost and what he's struggling with. I think the setup was very strong for episode one. For episode two, which I really enjoyed, like I had a great time with it. I just, again, I think Ewan's acting, his nuance is just, he gets it, man. He totally gets it. So I'd have to say that for the second episode, I would rank it a 9.4 or no. Yeah. 9.4 out of 10. Oh, hi. Yeah. I I really liked it. I The reason I'm docking points is because of, you know, like some unnecessary things in there, you know, like Reva's not quite there for me yet. I think she has a, an interesting I yeah. base. I think she has an interesting base, but I still think it could either be really bad or really good. And we just don't know enough yet, and we don't understand her character motivations. So, I mean, overall, I really liked both episodes. I think it's a very strong start to the show. I think they get you in the right place. I think you understand where they're going. I think closing it out with Obi-Wan whispering Anakin and then having Anakin, Darth Vader, I should say, open his eyes and you're like, okay, yeah, it's real. He knows. Stuff's going to go down. And so I think it's a really strong start to the show. And I'm so excited to see where they go. But again, this is like barely the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And so- also, <laughs> finally, a force connection there between Obi-Wan and Anakin, if that's what we're going for. Mm. 
uh, also Obi Wan Qui Gon. Qui Gon's in the episode, and you can tell. You can tell the recap they had at the beginning. They put some stuff in there on purpose with uh, talking about Padme and and Qui Gon, and how they had Yoda talking about talking with Qui Gon. He's going to be in this. So absolutely. And by the way, by the way, the Tales of the Jedi panel confirmed that essentially because he came back to voice Qui Gon for that. Yeah. And then he tried to make up that BS excuse a few weeks ago where he was like, I'm a snob when it comes to TV. And yeah. and the first episode was like, yeah, Qui-Gon's going to be in it. Yeah. So this is so this is exciting times. I'm looking times. forward to it. I'm, I'm happy with it all. I know I sometimes come off as like not being super impressed, but my expectations were, were like, I knew it was going to be good, but I am happy with the way it turned out. I'm happy with the show. I think it's going to only get way better from here. And even the first two episodes were a really good start to it. So overall, I'm happy. and. We will look forward to the uh, career of this show with great interest. To quote Hayden Christensen, this is where the fun begins. This is where the fun begins. We're ready for it all. So later, I don't know if you have time for this later this week, but we do have some listener questions in YouTube comments. Maybe we could do another episode to go over those. Yeah. Uh, maybe sometime tomorrow. Okay. Overall, it was a good setup. I like where it's going. thought the ending was perfect, and I'm excited to see what they do next. So we will have a lot more content coming on the channel this week, you guys. I think I posted like nine videos over the last two days. <laughs> so there's there's a lot going on. I will be posting Matt's Star Wars Celebration experience probably next week because I, yeah, I need to manage time. my time. There's, there's a lot of videos, by the way. So There's a lot of videos that. that I have edited. I'm going to try to get our sister Carolyn on the show again, maybe get a couple guests to talk about Kenobi. So that's exciting. So stay tuned for that. Um, we will do a separate episode to address listener questions, comments, and theories because you guys sent in a lot. And unfortunately, Matt has to go. So we will do that either tomorrow or the day before Kenobi Episode 3 releases. But in the meantime, do not forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel hit that notification bell. Thank you for engaging with us on all of our videos and sharing your comments and theories. We really love hearing from you guys. We want to keep this going. So if you do enjoy the channel, please subscribe. You can also follow us at star underscore wars underscore pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We post on those sites daily. So if you want updates there, go follow us there. You can also listen to us on Anchor Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify Video, Apple. YouTube, Apple. Drop us a review on Apple. It really, 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 really helps, and we appreciate it. So go do all that good stuff. Stay tuned to the channel, guys. We have so much coming, and it's just a matter of time of getting it, it edited and posted. So we will see you guys later. See you guys next time. And if you're new to the channel, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Hi, new followers. episode of another Star Wars podcast. We'll see you next time.